0: You are listening to an Elftree Publishing podcast. Our elves have been hard at work in search for meaningful and compelling content, so we hope you enjoy this show. And now, for our future presentation. Enjoy. Featuring free-spirited conversation to help build a better future for generations to come. This is Elftree Publishing. Elftree Publishing.
1: a clear stance against the people of China. Xi Jinping plans on uniting all of China under the CCP, by any means necessary. And his time is running out. His power is being challenged within the party. The CCP regularly rehearses invading Taiwan, and recently released a video of it. If America were to allow the CCP to invade Taiwan, then the message is clear. The U.S cannot protect any nation from the CCP. And communist China becomes the world's prevailing superpower. And if we defend the people of Taiwan, it will be World War III.
2: Run. Run. Planet Earth, about to be recycled. Your
3: only chance to evacuate Is to leave with
4: us. Is to leave with us.
0: From leaving behind the world of bioterrorism to off-the-grid and independent living. You're listening to Exit the Cult. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm your host, Joe Morales, and you're listening to Exit the Cult, a podcast dedicated to exposing the lies of the mainstream media to help others wake up to the truth. Let's exit the cult together. It's Friday, October 29th, 2021. Welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well. It's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles, and uh, it's been quite a week. I'm in the midst of packing up my studio because I am moving from Los Angeles before Christmas. So I am out of my house the end of November
5: so I've been in a little bit of a
0: weird state of being because of that. I'll be staying with some friends. I'll be going on some nice hikes. I will probably go to the beach a time or two and I'll be working on a fictional podcast. And so we are recording our actors we've been in pre-production casting for the last few months, kind of getting ourselves prepped for that show and so we are going to be recording our pilot episode Uh, right before Christmas. So I'll be kind of floating around LA for a little bit, a little bit, uh, disconnected from reality because I'm the type of person that always needs to have their little space to hide away in. And that space is my studio. So since I won't be in my studio, I'm not really sure how these shows will be coming together, but I will be putting stuff out. And if at the very least I will be putting out updates every Friday, letting you know where I'm at and when new shows will pick up. So, thank you guys for tuning in and for bearing with me on that. Let's get into our cult of the day. Children of God. This severely twisted cult founded by David Berg and also known as Family International is devoted to pedophilia and sex, to put it bluntly. The followers of this cult believe that sex with children was natural and right. Based on the belief that apocalypse is coming, Doomsday Cult, this cult uses flirty fishing, use of sex, to get new members for it. The children who were born as a result of flirty fishing, (laughs) such a ridiculous name, were referred to as Jesus Babies. Rose McGowan, the American actor, which she doesn't want to be called an actor anymore, so the American activist, escaped from this cult and revealed some of its brutality later. It is rumored that the female members of this cult are also forced to go into prostitution and sex slavery out of control. The Children of God, later known as the Family and now as the Family International, began in the 1960s. The cult blended Christian rhetoric and the illusion of forward-thinking free love to attract people who were disillusioned as the hippie movement dwindled. As noted by the last podcast on the left, it was one of many cults formed in California at this time, including Scientology and the Manson family, which we talked about the Manson family, I believe, in episode three, Dr. Death. The Children of God is characterized by the rampant sex abuse that was not only tolerated but mandated by its doctrine. All spiritual abuse in the cult was abhorrent, but one of the most highly criticized was the sexualization of children. The Children of God abused all its members and children were no exception. Early on, many were lured into the group by teens singing pop songs and handing out coffee and snacks. At one time, there were 10,000 members worldwide. According to the BBC, there are about 1,500 members today and the movement continues as a small online network. This is the untold truth of the Children of God cult. David Berg was the leader of the Children of God, and the origins of the system of control that he would use on his followers were in his childhood. Berg's mother believed in spiritual healing and even had a healer come to the family home to treat Berg as an infant. Later, his family became involved in the Pentecostal movement. When Berg was six, the family moved to Miami and started the Berg Evangelistic Dramatic Company. His mother acted as the preacher and his father was the choreographer and music director. Step one and two and three and Jesus fingers, Jesus fingers, just kidding. This blending of music and faith would later appear in the children of God. Berg had a lifelong obsession with sex. His family was abusive, frequently shaming and abusing their son for exploring himself sexually. He often used his inappropriate, incestuous relationship with his family to justify the way people of all ages were abused in his cult. As an adult, he experimented with different religious movements. He became a minister, but was quickly forced to give up his position at his first church. Berg claimed that the town had resisted allowing American Indians in the congregation, but others said he was run out of town after allegations of sexual misconduct. He spent time working with a faith healer and then an evangelist, and then independently with his children performing as Teens for Christ. Meanwhile, Berg's mother preached to hippie youth about Christ. Ultimately, Berg joined her. Then after her death, he expanded. The Children of God was based in prophecies. Quote, Who are the real revels of today? Rolling Stone reports, Berg asking his followers. We are the true lovers of peace and love and truth and beauty and God and freedom. Whereas you, our parents, are on the brink of destroying and polluting all of us and our world if we do not rise up against you in the name of God and try to stop you, end quote. Berg sometimes called Moses David by his followers, preached anti-establishment beliefs to his followers, and he also prophesied the end of the world. The cult leader told his followers that the apocalypse was coming, saying that, quote, evil would fall and congregants would be lifted to the heavens, end quote. The followers of children of God were told to expect the apocalypse in 1993, and they lived their lives as if it would soon be over. Children were barely educated as it was seen as unnecessary so close to the end of the world. Quote, For many, it was euphoric thinking about the afterlife, Floor Edwards, who was raised in the cult, told the LA Times. We earned that spot in heaven. We were the chosen ones. But in my mind, I couldn't just think about the afterlife, but that threshold we had to cross to get there. It plagued me as a child. End quote. Many of these prophecies that Berg shared were racist. As reported by the LA Times, he convinced his followers that there was a conspiracy between Jewish and black Americans to, quote, ruin the world, end quote. David Berg was almost never seen by members of the children of God. Even photos of him were altered to conceal his appearance, often with a lion's face placed over his. Still, Berg was in constant communication with his followers through what became known as Mo Letters. Mo Letters, so-called because of Berg's nickname, Moses David, were physical documents distributed among his followers. They contained doctrine that everyone in the cult was required to follow. Some, like the Christmas Monster, include prophecies about the end of the world. Others, like the Girl Who Wouldn't, functioned like a twisted Dear Abby in which Berg responded to letters from his members and gave them instructions. Many included illustrations that resemble pornographic comic book covers, According to xfamily.org, a group that provides resources to former members and has archived the Mo letters, Berg wrote more than 3,000 during his lifetime. For members of the children of God, every minute detail of their lives was controlled by the rules set by Berg from how many sheets of toilet paper they could use to what their job was. The children were split into 12 groups, inspired by the 12 tribes of Israel, each with a different role such as cleaning or cooking for the cult. Some members were even given new names. Traditional families weren't valued in children of God. Instead, everyone was a member of one large family with Berg at the center. Quote, everything was broken down so the parents didn't have control over raising the children, says Jeanette Solano, associate professor of religious studies at Cal State Fullerton. Parental authority was abdicated to the community, end quote. The best food and supplies went to high-ranking members and the majority had to get by with whatever was left. They were never permitted to be alone, even in the bedroom or bathroom. Members read Bible passages over loudspeakers and prepped for the end days. Man, that sounds like such a nightmare. How desperate do you have to be to join a cult like this where they're counting your damn toilet paper squares and giving you crumbs at the end of the day and making you read scriptures over a loudspeaker? That's just, it's tyrannical, it's tyrannical. From Teens for Christ to members singing pop songs to lure people to talk about Jesus, Children of God has always been entwined with music. In the early 1980s, with the rise of music videos, the cult created numerous broadcasts. Its videos were advertised as, quote, hours of delight and wholesome entertainment, end quote. That sounds like, um, K-Love, the Christian radio station. It's safe for the whole family. Amy Brill was one of the first people to be born into the cult. At eight years old, she moved from France to Greece with her parents to join a music recording unit. According to her interview and the docuseries, Cults and Extreme Belief... The shows they put together were broadcast internationally. Later, the cult insisted that Amy remain in the music unit, but her parents returned to France. Alone in a foreign country, she recorded songs almost daily. Quote, they use music a lot in their lifestyle and evangelism, Brill explains in the documentary. Some songs released by the Children of God were simply Christian rock, but others specifically discussed the group's extreme beliefs in the lyrics. One such song is Kathy Don't Go which foretells a dystopian future where everyone has a barcode. Ooh, sounds like something we're stepping into in 2021. Did the Children of God predict the future? Which the cult equated with the sign of the beast on their body and urges the titular character not to go to the supermarket. That's very interesting. Several celebrities were raised in the Children of God, including actress and activist Rose McGowan. In an interview with the Irish Times, she described it as very stressful, like a high wire act, where she was forced to be physically perfect, even recounting a story where someone cut her finger with a knife because she had a wart. Quote, what they were doing wasn't matching up with what they were saying, end quote. Ultimately, McGowan's father made the decision to leave with his family when the cult began to advocate child abuse. Actors River and Joaquin Phoenix and their siblings were also brought into the Children of God in the 1970s. Their family traveled Central and South America with the cult, but didn't stay for long. In an interview with Playboy in 2014, Joaquin Phoenix emphasized that his parents were there to connect with other people who believed in Jesus and share their experiences. Quote, I think my parents thought they'd found a community that shared their ideals, he explains. Cults rarely advertise themselves as such. It's usually someone saying, We're like-minded people. This is a community. But I think the moment my parents realized there was something more to it, they got out. End quote. The children of God had a culture without consent. The children of God took free love to an extreme. The BBC explains that David Berg told members that God was love and love was sex, so there should be no limits regardless of age or relationship. Through his Mo letters, Berg promoted a doctrine referred to simply as sharing. This advised members to be intimate with any other group members who wanted to at any time. Quote, I was convinced it was like a duty former member Sylvia Padilla explains in a documentary about her family's experience. Sometimes you were revolted, but if you were asked and you refused, you're going to be labeled selfish, unloving, uncaring, and that you didn't really belong, end quote. Contraception was forbidden, so many women became pregnant, often by men who weren't their husbands, as in the case of Berg's wife, Karen Zerby. Berg himself shared with many women in the cult. Of course he did. Members also frequently corresponded with Berg by sending him videos that they recorded of themselves, which were sometimes pornographic in nature. So they were the original OG uh, OnlyFans. All right, let's get into this flirty fishing. The doctrine of sharing and the old strategy of luring in new members with snacks and songs combined in a policy called flirty fishing or FFing. (laughs) As stated in Susan Raines' article, quote, Flirty fishing and the children of God, the sexual body as a site of proselytization and salvation. Flirty fishing was a practice that encouraged female members to proselytize using their sexuality as a tool to attract new male converts. End quote. This was a policy that extended across the board to all women in the group. Married women with children were expected to go out flirty fishing. In fact, according to Rolling Stone, the first woman to ever go flirty fishing was Karen Zerby, David Berg's wife. She reportedly learned ballroom dancing and went to clubs, quote, to seduce other lonely, affluent men and lure them into the cult, end quote. A lot of homes turned into pretty much brothels, former cult member Sylvia Padua said, describing a mo letter that stated members should make it pay, according to female members, to charge for sex while flirty fishing. Women who brought many men into the cult this way were given the title soul shiners. <laughs> Jesus. What do you think about that, Jesus? You approve? In 1978, Children of God rebranded to Family of Love or just The Family. Later in 2004, the Children of God changed its name to The Family International. After David Berg's death in 1994, the cult continued under the control of Karen Zerbe, who was also known as Mother Maria, Mama Maria, or Queen Maria. But the name changes and new leader were not enough to erase the impact of years of abuse on former members. According to Rolling Stone, Zerby's son, Ricky Rodriguez, had at one time, quote, been trumpeted as the Messiah, end quote. He left the children of God, but was never able to fully move on from the things that happened to him and others. In 2005, Rodriguez tried to track down Zerby, but was only able to get into contact with her secretary, Angela Smith, who he stated had abused him. Rodriguez killed Smith and died by suicide the same night. The Family International did everything they could to distance themselves from Rodriguez's memory. The BCC reports that the cult, which was once reported to have over 10,000 members worldwide, is now a small online community. According to xfamily.org, which hosts archived documents and leaked photographs about the cult, Karen Zerby was last seen in Mexico in 2010. Her current whereabouts are unknown. Dun dun dun! La da 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 da! La da da, da 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 California, here we go. Why do all these crazy cults always start out in California? Hmm. That's why I'm getting out of here, you guys. That's why I'm getting the hell out of here. Because what? I guess I was in a cult, and it's time to uh, run. You are listening, listening to Exit, to Exit the, Exit the cult. cult, only on, on Elf Tree Publishing. Publishing. Enjoy, 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 hey, enjoy, hey, you, enjoy, enjoy, hey, hey, you, yeah, you, enjoy,
4: you, enjoy, yeah, they love me when the mic on, but then they show my dark side when the light's on. But fuck them in the ass with a huh? Fuck off and let me get my life huh?
0: From Rolling Stone, Dave Chappelle, who's definitely canceled to screen new documentary in arenas. Dave Chappelle leaned into the already dubious notion that he's been canceled to promote a run of special screenings for his new documentary, untitled Dave Chappelle Documentary Film. Chappelle shared a clip from a recent stand-up appearance on Instagram in which he addressed the ongoing controversy over his jokes about trans people in his recent special, The Closer. He claimed that because of the backlash, film festivals that had previously invited him to show Untitled had since reneged their offers. Chappelle did not say which film festivals had rescinded their invitations, and a representative for The Comedian said the festivals were canceled before they were announced. Untitled, which chronicles a run of intimate outdoor shows Chappelle hosted last summer in Ohio during the pandemic, premiered this summer at the Tribeca Film Festival. Post The Closer, the definitely canceled comedian will have to settle for screening the film in such lowly venues as Madison Square Garden in New York, the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Quote, you will be able to see this movie in its entirety, and you can see what they're trying to obstruct you from seeing, Chappelle said of the film, which will be very easy to see if you live near one of the ten major North American cities. And you can judge for yourself, but you cannot have this conversation and exclude my voice from it. That's only fair." End quote. Along with announcing the screenings, Chappelle addressed the backlash to The Closer more broadly. At the start of the clip, he claimed that there had been false press reports stating he'd been invited to speak with trans employees at Netflix, but had refused. He said that while he would be open to speaking with trans employees at Netflix if invited, he said, quote, confused about what we're speaking about. I said what I said, and boy, I heard what you said. My God, how could I not? End quote. So here's a report from the BBC.
1: This is Dave. He tells jokes for a living.
5: Dave Chappelle is one of America's best known and highest paid comedians. But his remarks about gender have sparked a row, which, having started on Netflix streaming service, then came spilling out onto the company's forecourt. The comedian's declaration that gender is a fact and his characterization of the LGBTQ community as too sensitive prompted a walkout by staff and support from transgender rights advocates, some of whom accused Netflix of profiting from hate speech.
6: We need to say it's not okay. This hate conversation was not their intention. We understand that jokes are jokes, things are things, but at the end of the day, if it's promoting hate and it's promoting discrimination, you are directly a cause of it if you're allowing it to happen and you're not doing anything about it, and that goes for anyone in this country, specifically people of power in the entertainment industry.
5: Having initially defended Dave Chappelle and the show's popularity, the streaming behemoth has since softened its stance in the face of a swathe of public criticism. In a statement, Netflix said, we value our trans colleagues and allies and understand the deep hurt that's been caused. We respect the decision of any employee who chooses to walk out and recognise we have much more work to do both within Netflix and in our content. As for Dave Chappelle, he's given an apology of sorts.
7: I personally am not afraid of other people's freedom of expression. I don't use it as a weapon. It just makes me feel better. And I'm sorry if I hurt anybody, et cetera, et cetera, yada, 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 everything I'm supposed to say.
5: And many of his fans agree it boils down to an issue of freedom of speech.
7: Black guy gets
8: on stage, tells a couple jokes. I mean, he said some stuff about women where I'm like, whoo, my wife's not gonna like that. But uh, you know, ultimately, you just gotta go along with it, man. It's America, we're having fun. A little bit of free speech, a little bit of comedy, right? That's what's important.
5: Netflix has long maintained its support for creative freedom and artistic expression. It is now coming to grips with the fact that tied into that are some cultural sensitivities it cannot afford to ignore. David Willis, BBC News, Los Angeles. It's unclear, however, if Chappelle actually
0: did hear what trans employees at Netflix were saying. The one demand he mentioned employees were fighting for was safer working conditions at Netflix. Then he went on to suggest he was the only person who couldn't go to the office anymore. While Netflix employees were concerned about LGBTQ employee relations and safety, their list more prominently called on Netflix to do more to hire trans and non-binary people for leadership positions, boost representation among Netflix talent, and commit to harm reduction. I don't understand. What is harm reduction? So, just delete any art that points a finger and laughs at any part of society? That's the point of comedy, is you can laugh at everybody. Everyone gets laughed at. Everyone. And I don't care if I'm wrong for saying that. Come cancel me. I don't give a shit. I've already been canceled. You know what? I cancel myself. I don't give a shit. I'm canceled. Fine. Okay, let's finish this article. There were also calls that Netflix acknowledged that jokes like Chappelle's, such as comparing trans people's genitals to plant-based meat, substitutes or, <laughs> substitutes or promoting trans-exclusionary radical feminism, can translate to real-world harm. Chappelle did not mention these demands in the clip. At the end of the clip, the incredibly popular and powerful entertainment figure addressed the marginalized transgender community and said, he was more than willing to give you an audience, but you will not summon me.
7: It's been said in the press that I was invited to speak to the transgender employees at Netflix and I refuse. That is not true. If they had invited me, I would have accepted it, although I am confused about what we are speaking about. I said what I said, and boy, I heard what you said. My God, how could I not? You said you want a safe working environment at Netflix. Well, it seems like I'm the only one that can't go to the office anymore. I want everyone in this audience to know that it, even though the media frames this, that it's me versus that community, that it's not what it is. Do not blame the LBGTQ community for any of this shit. This has nothing to do with them. It's about corporate interests and what I can say and what I cannot say. For the record, and I need you to know this, everyone I know from that community has been nothing but loving and supporting. So I don't know what all this nonsense is about. In summer 2020, when the whole world shut down, I was outside doing shows. My neighbor had a cornfield and he let me throw shows there and people came from all over the country. Some people came from around the world to see those shows. The best comedians on earth came to my home and broke bread with me. And we lived our lives. We found a way to keep moving forward. I made a whole documentary about it. The first night of those shows was a piece that some of you might have seen. It was called 846 and it dealt with the death, the murder of George Floyd. This film that I made was invited to every film festival in the United States and some of those invitations I accepted. And when this controversy came out about the close of, they began disinviting me from these film festivals. And now, today, not a film company, not a movie studio, not a film festival, nobody will touch this film Thank God for Ted Sarandos and Netflix. He's the only one that didn't cancel me yet. To the transgender community, I am more than willing to give you an audience, but you will not summon me. I am not bending to anybody's demands. and if you want to meet with me, I'd be more than willing to, but I have some conditions. (laughs) First of all, you cannot come if you have not watched my special from beginning to end. You must come to a place of my choosing and a time of my choosing. And thirdly, you must admit that Hannah Gatsby* is not funny. I desperately want people to see this movie, but I understand why investors would be nervous. Since nobody will touch it, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will make it available. For all of you, in 10 American cities, going on sale in the next few days, you will be able to see this movie in its entirety, and you can see what they're trying to obstruct you from seeing, and you can judge for yourself, but you cannot have this conversation and exclude my voice from it. That is only fair. You have to answer the question, am I canceled or not? Then let's go. Thank you very much, and good night.
0: So there you have it. Mr. Dave Chappelle. Not backing down. Coming to a theater not near you. But you know what's better than going to the movies? Going to the carnival, and uh, you happen to live in one. Full of carnies. Circus folk. Full of psychos. Full of crazies. From the AP News, United States issues its first passport with X gender marker. The United States has issued its first passport with an ex-gender designation, marking a milestone in the recognition of the rights of people who do not identify as male or female, and expects to be able to offer the option more broadly next year. So now they're giving out a passport where you're just completely getting away from your biology. That is... Wow. Wow. So from the Epoch Times, Floyd Mayweather announces support of NBA's Kyrie Irving amid vaccine controversy. Boxing champion Floyd Mayweather shared his public support of Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving over the player's refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Mayweather posted on Instagram Monday to state his backing of the NBA All-Star in both a lengthy post and corresponding video.
9: Kyrie, what's up? I know you're going through a lot. We had a chance to hang out in 2016 when you represented America, when you represented the red, white, and blue. You only want to be treated fair. Um, I was going to post something on one of my social media pages, but I decided to do it the old school way and read it out to you because you're a great person, great father, great athlete, and you believe what you believe. America is the land of the free. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and supposedly, freedom to choose. Never be controlled by money. I respect you for having some integrity and being your own man. A free mind makes his own choices and an enslaved mind follows the crowd. Stand for something or fall for anything. One man can lead a revolution to stand up and fight for what's right. One choice, one word, one action can change the world. It's crazy how people hate you for being a leader. I hope your actions encourage many others to stand up and say enough is enough, respect to you, Kyrie, and power to the people.
0: So the only like real significant thing about this to me is because you know when it comes to Floyd Mayweather, he's cocky as fuck, and uh, you know he has a lot of photos where he's flashing money and you know a little hypocritical to some of the things he was saying, even though he stands behind freedom of choice. I love that, and I think it's going to take. A lot of celebrities really coming forward and supporting people who are choosing not to get the vaccine because it is your choice. What world did you think you lived in where you didn't have a choice? Because whatever world that is, me personally, I want nothing to do with it.
4: Building back better means giving support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This
2: is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts, to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. We
6: owe it to future generations to build back better. We
3: have a great opportunity to build back and build back better, to do things differently, to build back better. And to build back bolder. And folks, it's not sufficient to build back. We have to build back better. That's what my plan is to build back better.
0: Welcome back to Exit the Cult from the Washington Examiner. CNN lied about Joe Rogan and ivermectin. It regrets nothing. It regrets nothing. Okay. CNN is no longer in the business of reporting the news, it's in the business of advocacy. The cable news network this year falsely accused talk show host Joe Rogan of injecting himself with horse dewormer after he contracted the coronavirus. It was a lie invented from thin air. Rogan even got CNN chief medical correspondent Sanjay Gupta to admit as much in a one-on-one on-the-record interview. Rogan took the human version of ivermectin as prescribed by his doctor and CNN lied about it. However, rather than do the bare minimum required of a functioning newsroom and correct the record... CNN is digging in, claiming its earlier falsehoods are not, in fact, really falsehoods. The following statement the cable network provided this week to the Washington Post are, quote, The heart of this debate has been purposely confused and ultimately lost. No, it hasn't. It's never been about livestock versus human dosage of ivermectin. The issue is that a powerful voice in the media, who by example and through his platform so doubt in the proven and approved science of vaccines while promoting the use of an unproven treatment for COVID-19, a drug developed to ward off parasites in farm animals. There they go again. The only thing CNN did wrong here was bruise the ego of a popular... (laughs) Bruise the ego? He doesn't give a fuck. He's got such a bigger audience. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. The only thing CNN did wrong here was bruise the ego of a popular podcaster who pushed dangerous conspiracy theories and risked the lives of millions of people in doing so End quote. Well, that's a load of bullshit because what they failed to do was apologize for saying that what Joe Rogan did was literally not unbelievable because what he showed his audience was, this is what I did and I healed from COVID in two days, but you know, none of that matters. None of that matters. It's all about the propaganda because the vaccine is safe and effective. Even though everyone that's getting it is starting to get blood clots and everyone's not feeling good. I mean, literally, you had a 99.9 chance of not dying from COVID. Just get sick, stay home, eat some soup, drink some fucking water, and rest. And then you're fine. Antibodies. Ding. But no, now everyone's getting these boosters and it's going to be booster after booster after booster. And they're not safe and effective. I'm sorry. That is that is the misinformation. And now they want to come after all your kids. Way to go. Way to go, world. Give all these innocent children this experimental drug. Yeah. We all knew CNN is all about lying to the public. That's their job. They're to gaslight and to push the narrative. CNN lied. Let's continue on the article. CNN lied, plain and simple. Its hosts clearly and intentionally misled viewers into believing Rogan had swallowed livestock paste as opposed to the human version of ivermectin, which is a perfectly normal and safe drug taken by literally billions of people. Now, the network simply denies its hosts said what they said and is instead playing a cute semantic game about larger truths or whatever. CNN is claiming the supposed high road, arguing it's just trying to keep its viewers safe from Rogan's dangerous conspiracy theories. Never mind that CNN's lies came in service of the Democratic-approved hyperpartisan pro-vaccine narrative, one where you're either full Fauci or a deranged anti-science lunatic. Never mind that CNN aired no pro-vaccine public service announcements in 2020 in response to then-Democratic nominee Joe Biden and his running mate Kamala Harris's anti-vaxxer rhetoric. Never mind that Rogan's show pulls an insane audience numbers, numbers far greater than anything CNN's primetime hosts enjoy, which may be a clue as to why the network is so keen to portray him and other popular and independent hosts as unreliable and, frankly, dangerous sources of information. I mean, the, the, the reality is, is that anyone giving these people, like, even me, like, why are we even covering them? Who fucking cares about CNN? No one cares about them anymore. It's literal propaganda. And anyone that's awake knows it! So, here's Joe Rogan, you know, he's on with uh, Michael Malice, his, his guest, and he's talking about how this Dr. Pierre Corey is the one who prescribed his ivermectin and basically helped him heal from COVID. And he also talked about how this doctor uh, helped members of Congress use ivermectin and a multi-drug treatment protocol, which he actually talked about to, uh, to combat COVID. So this doctor is dealing with congressmen and women and they're all keeping it a secret. Why? Why? It's fascinating though.
8: The ex. Exposing of mainstream media. That's one thing that corporate I'm very pressed. happy about. <clears throat> Don't call them mainstream because they're not mainstream <clears throat> Right this this show is more mainstream. Yes, than it's the corporate press. It's more mainstream by a factor of ten Of course, which is pretty crazy
0: But it's also funny how they will do everything in their power to make you seem like you should be dismissed and not taken seriously
8: Right. Yeah, but it's not working. No, that, that's what's fascinating. But this this framing of uh, like ivermectin as horse medicine was I, I'm in, in in some ways I'm really happy that they did it to me because if they could because you have it, the audience yes. to, to blast back did you see that super cut uh, yes of, of yes. just one after another them laughing yeah. at you yeah hilarious It's
0: but also the, this is what's interesting they kept saying that I've Ivermect first of all it's like you called your dealer you had it prescribed yeah. right so when they say it's not approved it's not like you are using your own judgment you're using the judgment of a medical professional which is what they've been yelling for a year and a half listen to the experts well
8: not only that I listed off a laundry list of medications and that's the one they focused on right I said I took monoclonal antibodies I said I took prednisone I said I t- took z I said I had IV infusions of NAD and of vitamins and I also took ivermectin I mean it should be no surprise I had Dr Dr. Pierre Corey, who is one of the doctors from the frontline uh, critical COVID care group that has been treating people, including, by the way, 200 Congress people have been treated with ivermectin for COVID. Did you know that? I did not know that. Holy crap. Google that. 200. I believe you could probably find it in Dr. Pierre Corey's uh, Twitter page. Yeah. Before there were vaccines, this was a common treatment, an off-label treatment for COVID. Now, I do not know what the motivation for demonizing this this Come particular on, medication is. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist, but I would imagine some of it has to do with money. Ding. The reason being is that it is a generic drug now. They've, the patent has run out, so anybody can make it, and it's worth like 30
0: cents a dose. Come on. We all know why they're demonizing him. They want people to go get the vaccine. Why? Why are they so desperate? For everyone in the world, they actually think they can bottle up coronavirus? Like, they want no human being unvaxxed. That's psychotic. Like, that is, that is cult level, over the top, psychotic. And people that just think that everyone should be getting it, ah, ah, ah. you had to do it when you had to go to school. Well, what if you didn't go to school? What if you just wanted to live in the jungle? Uh, well, you don't live in the jungle. <laughs> like, seriously, it's out of control. From Disclose, California readies 4,000 sites to administer 1.2 million COVID-19 vaccines to kids 5 to 11, quote, in the first week after the shots get approved by the CDC, end quote. That's from CNBC. This is, guys, this is next level, tyrannical, insane shit. They're coming for your kids. Also from Disclose, former Democratic New York Governor Cuomo, charged with forcibly touching aid, expected to be arrested next week. Boom shakalaka!
4: You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to
9: stay? And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. <laughs> that is the mission. It's choice. To live with this virus.
1: And with all due respect, you don't have the choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's innocent people's
0: lives at risk. People need to get
2: vaccinated. That's what we're it private companies, schools, do you want to see those entities pass vaccine mandates? Well, I'd like to see them
3: continue to move in that direction, and that's why I pointed out, I had asked the Justice Department to determine whether that is, they're able to do that legally, and they can. Local communities can do that, local businesses can do that. It's still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country. I don't know that.
4: Ask you about Governor Cuomo of New York. I know you said you want the investigation to continue. If the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign?
3: Yes, I think he probably end up being prosecuted too.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Exit the Cult from Natural News. House Intelligence Committee calls for the arrest and prosecution of Dr. Anthony Fauci. The ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, U.S. Representative Devin Nunez, is calling for the prosecution of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Devin Nunez joins a growing list of congressmen and women who are calling for the arrest of Tony Fauci. The National Institutes of Health, the NIH, has finally admitted to funding controversial gain-of-function virus research in Wuhan, China. This research was formally banned in the United States, but was later offshored by Dr. Fauci through Peter Dazak of EcoHealth Alliance and expounded upon by Dr. Ralph Barrick. Fauci's arrest and prosecution nears. Fauci has repeatedly denied his involvement in gain of function virology research, lying to Congress multiple times during sworn testimony. When Fauci went before the U.S. Senate, Senator Rand Paul provided detailed evidence about Fauci's dangerous gamut of gain of function virology research.
3: Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain of function research in Wuhan?
4: Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of
3: function. So what was? Let you me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah,
4: that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay. You get NIH, one person. Let's read from the NIH can definition I answer of gain the of function.
3: This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the about, transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic.
6: And, and let's let send Dr. Fauci.
3: I have on.
4: to. Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a subaward from EcoHealth. To Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well,
3: we don't wait know a if minute. It did I came from the lab, you, but all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You. And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally. This committee resent, will allow
4: the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses, that were used in the experiments, that were given in the annual reports, that were published in the literature... It is molecularly impossible. No one's
3: saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. That those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain-of-function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. That is you not. Can't get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm Senator, not well, obfuscating the truth. You are the one. Time is
4: re- expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let finish. me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses. And that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no to result no in SARS-CoV-2.
3: We're the saying they are gain of function yeah, viruses because they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying, Peter
8: Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. Doctor- and,
4: and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent and that, happen. and if anybody and is happen. lying here, Senator, it is you.
0: <laughs> the way he does that, he, like, he, points at, he points at Rand Paul, he's like, <laughs> with this little quivering finger. <laughs> what a fucking weasel. Fauci repeatedly denied the allegations as he tried to cover up his leading role in the bioweapons research. Fauci committed perjury while denying the very essence of the research he authored. Senator Rand Paul has been calling for Fauci's resignation for months. He is now joined by Tennessee Senator Bill Haggerty and California Representative Doug LaMalfa, who are now calling out Fauci's unlawful actions. LaMalfa said, quote, we have incontrovertible proof that he, Fauci, has been intentionally lying to Congress. Dr. Fauci must resign and should face prosecution for perjury, end quote. For a lot more than that. What about remdesivir? Him being the one who created the hospital protocols that are killing thousands. Yeah, what about that? Oh, what about, the, what about all the beagles that they were killing? Strapping them to tables so flies could eat out their freaking eyeballs and burrow into their brain. And they took the vocal cords out of these dogs, so the lab scientists, and again, I know he probably physically didn't strap them down. Maybe he did. I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised. But he funded this research, so he was the guy overseeing this. So when I say Fauci did it, I'm saying he knows what's happening, and he's allowing this heinous, inhumane bullshit to go on. So they take the vocal cords out of these dogs, so while they're doing all their research, they're not annoyed by their barking. Psychotic. Oh, man. This dude needs to be arrested and tried for crimes against humanity. And crimes against beagles.
2: Today, we stand united on one cause. Firefighters, fire officers, EMS, fire dispatchers, others affinity groups of the FDNY, sanitation, DSNY, NYPD, my brothers and sisters. We, one common cause, to stand for freedom to choose. The ability to choose, give me a second, I'll be done. In The, the ability to choose is our God-given right, Amen. our free will, the right to choose for ourselves, our families, our loved ones. This is our bodies, not yours. We worked through the, this pandemic over a year. We worked. We worked. We worked tirelessly, long hours, without fear, boldly, took care of us, the citizens of the city of this New York. We answered countless, countless calls, countless EMS emergencies and other emergencies to keep the city safe. We are citizens of the United States of America. New
0: So here is a frontline worker who was being escorted out of his hospital after working a year and a half serving COVID patients because he refuses to get the experimental jab. He says it, his words, not mine. He calls it experimental. He works in the hospital. He knows it's experimental.
6: What's up, everybody? So I am being ushered out of my place of business, my work. I got brought in the office while during work, taking care of patients like I normally do, like I've done for the last year and a half. And now I am being ushered out of my own place of work like I'm an animal, like I'm a sick dog. And whereas my employer, Jeff Davis, hanging his head at back there in shame, putting me and my family on the street i unable to feed my family now because that individual right there is just following orders. Okay, so this is shameful. No here. sir, I will not. Just, you have to do it for now, okay? Or what? So we're asking you to leave you can, property. You can, he already asked you, so now he's asking me. So, well, so you're going to have, have, have to get me out or, of here. You're going to no, have wait, to... We can go, just call you then. Go for it. Okay. I'm getting ushered out of here right wow. now because you I don't have a freaking vaccine and they're firing me. Mm-hmm. Shameful, dude. Utterly shameful. This is how it's going to go, huh? Shameful, Jeff. I just want everybody to know now. I'm getting ushered out of here working after working seven years at this place because I don't have an experimental vaccine in my body. I risked my life during COVID for the last year and a half at this institution, for this community in Los Angeles. And now what is the thanks I get? Because I won't inject an experimental vaccine in my body. Now they're, they're, they're going to usher me out like I'm some kind of criminal and rabid dog. Out of this institution that I've put my blood, sweat, and tears, and now this man and the rest of the UC is going to put me and my family on on the street without my freaking family's ability to feed themselves. This is shameful. The UC and everybody that works here should be ashamed of themselves. This is ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous, Jeff. Utterly ridiculous. And you know the there is no science. You can give COVID and get COVID with the vaccine. There's absolutely zero reason okay. to mandate this. Okay. I got vaccinated. What else do you have? So, good for you. I support medical freedom, ma'am. Okay, good. Apparently, it only goes one way. My rights are violated, but since you got the jab, you're fine. I risk my life and for a whole year and a half without a freaking vaccine. Risk my life for this institution and the people of this community. And this is what I get. Now my, my, my stinking family has to go without food on their table because the people of this you see want to eject me out and usher me out like I'm some kind of freaking rabid dog. This is ridiculous. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You all should be ashamed of yourselves. Thank you. Should be out of shame to yourselves. And now I'm done. Peace out. So, just so you all know, I'm being ushered out by security for standing up for medical freedom. Um, being put in this work, this UC for the last seven years and this is the thanks I get. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Losing my job and now my freaking family has to go on the street because of this. Shameful. Shameful.
0: So speaking of shameful, the corrupt FDA panel voted 17 to 0 in favor of authorizing the Pfizer COVID-19 injection for emergency use in children aged 5 to 11 years old in the U.S. Dr. Rubin on the FDA panel says, quote, we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is until we start giving it. That's just the way it goes, end quote. You think I'm lying and making this up? Listen to it for yourself.
2: But we're
0: never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. You know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And, and, and this is all for children who basically have a zero percent chance of dying from COVID. What is going on <laughs> we gotta experiment on your children uh, Happy Halloween everyone What a ghoul Here's a report from Greg Reese from Band.video called The Invasion of Taiwan is the Crisis for the Great Reset
1: Everyone alive today in the industrial world Have been conditioned to expect World War III Conditioned through print media, pop culture And ultimately a second world war Today's serial propaganda keeps the human mind anticipating the inevitability of a third world war, and it now seems to be upon us. Former Soviet intelligence agent Yuri Bezmenov warned us nearly 40 years ago that America was under a sophisticated attack of communist subversion. Stage one, demoralization, takes up to 20 years because its purpose is to demoralize an entire generation, creating an army of disenfranchised minions. An army who is then used for stage two, destabilization. This only lasts three to five years and is the precursor to stage three, crisis, system failure. This is where we are now, at the precipice, awaiting the crisis. Just as the CCP is poised to invade Taiwan, Taiwan was part of China for centuries and when the communists came to power in 1949, destroying Chinese culture, millions fled to Taiwan to preserve it. In 1971, the UN's General Assembly admitted communist China and expelled Taiwan, taking a clear stance against the people of China. Xi Jinping plans on uniting all of China under the CCP, by any means necessary and his time is running out. His power is being challenged within the party. The CCP regularly rehearses invading Taiwan and recently released a video of it. If America were to allow the CCP to invade Taiwan, then the message is clear. The U.S. cannot protect any nation from the CCP and communist China becomes the world's prevailing superpower. And if we defend the people of Taiwan, it will be World War III. And who decides how America reacts? Joe Biden? Because they are so dependent upon one another, a military conflict between the US and China will be devastating to both economies. But it will give the international banking community the great reset they are all pushing for, which cannot exist in a world of national sovereignty. World War I and II created massive wealth for the big banking cartel, while millions perished. War with China gives the international banking community the opportunity to destroy America's culture of freedom and usher in a world of authoritarian dominance. For those of us who have awakened, it is obvious that this world war is between the people and their own governments. And the unawakened masses will obediently go along with whatever they are told. So the only hope that we have is the awakening of the people. There are far more of us than there are of them. And the only way to avoid World War III is for the people of the world to wake up.
0: Yep, it is time. Although I actually think we are in World War III already. I think it's a psychological war, and I think it's a biological war that we are all now front row seats too. We're all in the splash zone, but I didn't forget my poncho. You forgot yours because you're dripping wet like a little bitch. So here's a fun little supercut you can show your friends and family when they're like, Big Pharma doesn't run anything. They're not paying for TV shows. It's not a a conspiracy narrative. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're uh, completely unbiased networks. Sponsored by Pfizer. Just kidding. So speaking of Halloween ghouls, here is New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern being a terrorist. This report is by Paul Joseph Watson.
10: You've probably seen the clip by now. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern relishing the fact that her new COVID traffic light system will create an oppressed underclass in society. So you basically see it. This is going to be like, well, it's almost like, uh, you probably don't see it like this, the two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated. That is what it is. So, yep, okay. yep. Under the new system, when cases rise, the unvaccinated will face lockdowns and restrictions that the rest of the population can ignore altogether. But actually what it's become clear to me is that they're not just a tool to drive up vaccines. They're a tool for confidence. Yeah, so confident you're all walking around fully vaccinated and still wearing three face masks. Two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated. That is what it is, so, yep. Yeah. Let's be clear. By its very definition, this is medical apartheid. Two classes of people under two different sets of laws in the same country. One, an oppressed minority that is now being overtly discriminated against by the state. That's not a free country anymore, that's institutionalised segregation. If that was abhorrent in South Africa, why is it acceptable now? New Zealand's Maori population was subjected to similar segregation and discrimination up until the 50s. If that was a disgrace, why should it be acceptable now? And in fact, fewer than half of Maoris in New Zealand are fully vaccinated, meaning they're going to take the brunt of the discrimination. And I can see what's coming in New Zealand, probably Australia too. People in America are already being denied life-saving organ transplants. So don't be surprised to see Jacinda announce that the unvaccinated will be denied hospital treatment. And the look on her face when she does it will be one of barely contained sadistic glee. Look, if you're so confident in your vaccine, explain to people why it's so important and why the side effects are so rare. Don't just threaten to banish people from society while wearing a shit-eating tyrannical grin because that's not a very good way to get people on side, is it? It's not even the fact that she's the face for all this despotism. It's that lip-smacking satisfaction that she seems to get from announcing it. Like she's savouring some fine meal or expensive glass of wine. That is what it is, so, yep. It's also that fake, smiley, passive-aggressive, contrived self-righteousness that characterises her rhetoric. Like when she threatened to hold Kiwis and their entire families in quarantine facilities if they didn't get the jab.
6: What do we do if someone refuses to be tested? Well, they can't now. If someone refuses in our um, facilities to be tested, they have to keep staying, so they won't be able to leave after 14 days they have to stay on for another 14 days so it's a pretty good incentive you either get your tests done and make sure you're cleared or we will keep you in a facility longer we will keep you in a facility
10: Is it just me or is there something about her that really creeps you out? People forget New Zealand was rapidly becoming a police state before the pandemic. Police were paying people home visits to ask about their support for Trump in early 2019. Kiwis were threatened with five years in prison for not handing in firearms after Jacinda set about on a massive gun grab. Suffice to say the daughter of a police officer and the former head of the International Socialist Youth is adored and revered by her fellow globalists. And boy, does she appear to cherish the role. Given that the Bond franchise is seeking to increase its diversity in offering more roles to women, may I suggest Jacinda Ardern as the perfect template for their next top villain? Yep.
0: Yep. I know I kind of make a lot of jokes about everything that's going on, but I really don't think it's funny. I really think this entire program that we're being forced to endure and deal with is it's so over the top. It's just uncomfortable. Stay strong, stay, you know, just hopeful and try to do something that you love. Get get out, get a walk, take a hike, go swimming. I mean, it's getting cold, I guess. So if you have an indoor pool, you can go swimming, go take a bike ride, just whatever it is. Get out into nature don't let this stuff swallow you up. It swallows me up half the time. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. This stuff is so overwhelming. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you, if you're going through a really difficult time, like much of us are, just hang in there. And I do believe it's going to get better. We just have to go through this. For whatever reason, this is our karma. Whether you believe in that or not, if that's real, whatever it is, God is teaching us something through this. It might just be patience, compassion, love, and justice. You're listening to Exit the Cult, only on Elf Tree Publishing. Now, enjoy the rest of the show, useless
2: eaters. I'm Bill Gates.
0: One summer night, a teenage boy was going out on a date with his new girlfriend. He picked her up at her house and they drove out to the edge of town. They parked the car in a secluded spot that was a well-known lover's lane. As they gazed out at the lights of the town, the boy put his arm around the girl and switched on the car radio so they could listen to some romantic music. He leaned over and the young couple began kissing and cuddling. Just as they were getting into the mood, the music suddenly stopped and a newsreader's voice came on the radio. This is an emergency announcement. Earlier tonight, a crazed murderer escaped from the state mental asylum. Police are warning citizens to be on their guard since the patient is considered armed and dangerous. The insane killer is nicknamed the hook man because after he lost his right hand in an accident, it was replaced with a steel hook. Everyone in the area should be on the lookout for a man fitting this description. If you see anything suspicious, you should report it to the police immediately. The girl became frightened and asked to be taken home. She also knew the state insane asylum wasn't far from Lover's Lane. She was also worried that the remote area where they were parked was the perfect spot for a deranged madman to lurk. The boy was feeling brave and assured his girlfriend that they were perfectly safe. He locked all the car doors, then tried to kiss her again. The girl became frantic and pushed him away, insisting that they leave immediately. In a huff, the boy slammed the car into gear and spun its wheels as he pulled out of the parking space. On the way back to town, they both calmed down, but the girl still held on tightly to her boyfriend. When they pulled up outside the girl's house, the boy got out of the car and walked around to open the door for his girlfriend. For a long time, he just stood there, staring at the door. At first, the girl couldn't figure out what was wrong. Then she realized that the door was still locked. She smiled and unlocked it. Still, the boy just stood there. The girl was puzzled and rolled down her window. Then she saw that the boy was staring down at the door handle. Slowly, she looked down herself and began to scream uncontrollably. There, hanging from the door handle, was a bloody, stainless steel hook. And scraped into the door were the words, Children of God. I wanted to wish you guys a happy Halloween. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. With Exit the Cult, you are a total badass. Special thanks to Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, Greg Reese, Paul Joseph Watson, Tree Publishing, and all of our listeners here at ETC. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please feel free to reach out to us at exitthecult at protonmail.com or visit exitthecult.com. As always, be sure to check out the description for show notes and links to articles and videos featured in the episode. Happy Halloween. Have a killer weekend. And don't be a killer. If you have an interesting story or information you'd like to share with our listeners, send us an email at exitthecult at protonmail.com. Please help support the show by becoming an Exit the Cult member over at our Patreon page for exclusive content and bonus episodes. Visit exitthecult.com for details. Tune in to new episodes on Spotify, Apple, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.